0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special episode of the MCU Reviewed. Uh, we're doing a one-off here, kind of like we did for WandaVision. We're going to talk about, uh, now that uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is done, or should I say Captain America and the Winter Soldier, uh, we are ready to go to to talk about everything that we saw, our impressions, um, and then uh, kind of warm things back up as we get back into our regular MCU Reviewed. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me, as always, my main man, Mr. John Thick. John, how are you today?
1: I'm happy to be here. Happy to be talking about the second MCU Disney Plus show, man. I can't believe we're already too into this thing.
0: Yeah, it feels a little bit interesting because I feel like we just waited for them seemingly forever, which it really wasn't that long of a time. But when you're waiting for any bit of content that you're excited for, it just takes forever. Past that, when you had no Marvel content, really, in terms of MCU stuff for for the better part of a year, that's when it gets dicey. So happy to, to be talking about this. I'm already really, really excited for Loki. Um, you may notice uh, we're without JT here today. Uh, he was unfortunately not able to record with us. And we are without a uh, typical friend of the show, Del Reed. Um, Del, the fans miss you. And we miss you too. So we we can't wait to, to see you on a future episode here. But today is all about uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're going to, of course, get to tons of spoilers throughout. So if you have not seen the final episode or if you're missing any bit of content, bookmark this, come back to it um, and uh, take part in the discussion here. So, John, why don't we just hit things off here? Uh, give me your general impressions, your your likes, your dislikes, anything like that. What What are you thinking about the series here?
1: Yeah, I mean, first off, it's a little little late to call spoilers when you, you spoil the very end of the show within the first five seconds, <laughs> and 30 seconds you know, later, you Yeah, Captain America, nobody knew he was going to be Captain America, come on, what are you doing, yes, man? Yes, we did, get out, of, get out of town. I don't know, I don't know. Um, okay, so yeah, I mean, I thought I liked it, I, I liked it a lot, uh, I, I will say that it had, its, it had its issues, and even that seems weird to say, it just wasn't perfect, I guess, you know, Um coming off of something like WandaVision that was so different and had such high highs and, and we were we were conspiring every week and there was like, all right, what's going on? This is so weird. This is so different. Um, moving into a show like Falcon and the Winter Soldier was very, very different and I still loved it. I enjoyed every episode and had a great time with it. Um, you, you could tell that, that the pandemic affected this show for sure. Uh, early on w- when this thing was in like Post production, we heard that they had to rewrite some some story beats and do some reshoots because there was a, a subplot that had to do with like a a pandemic and a vaccine. And I felt like that was very apparent. There was a lot of stuff that was like, okay, I I assume this character should have had some more time, and, and this plot should have developed. Basically, everything with uh, the flag smashers and Carly, I, I assume probably would have had a lot more development if it if it weren't for whatever went on with the reshoots. Um, so that kind of felt a little little, little incomplete, I guess I can say. But I mean, I still I still really enjoyed it. Um the the one thing that stood out with this compared to something like WandaVision um WandaVision was almost like very small it, w- it was in this little neighborhood it it, it was it was it it, w- it didn't need to have a big big movie budget and it still was really impressive uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier felt like an MCU movie every episode the the action and the special effects were just so so good every episode every scene was on par with an MCU movie where something like WandaVision, like the final fight, I'm like, oh, okay, They, they, they skimped on the budget here because the CGI doesn't look great. Whereas this stuff looked looked awesome, um, I just I enjoyed the relationships. Uh, just seeing seeing Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier, seeing Bucky and Sam go about their their daily post End Game lives. Seeing that relationship, uh, very buddy cop. We expected that, but I didn't expect to care about both of their their day to day lives as much as I did. Uh, Sam with his family, his sister and stuff like that. Uh, Bucky with you know his his PTSD from being the Winter Soldier. I didn't expect to care as much as I did, and I, I loved it. Um, so yeah, it wasn't perfect. It, I think that I probably like WandaVision a little better, a little bit more tight of a show, but still come on. They they killed it.
0: Yeah. This, uh, I think you described it pretty good there. Uh, WandaVision was more week to week and very much made to be uh, an episodic series where it was like, Oh gosh, what's happening. You're trying to figure it out and piece it together as you go along. Um, whereas this, uh, it, you know, for better or worse, I guess felt more like a movie or even these mini movies as, as you went along, um, which is fine. You know, it worked. Uh, I I liked it as well. I think uh, if we go back to even like Civil War, I, I think a lot of people wanted to see more of this uh, this buddy cop dynamic between those two. Uh, so to to get a series like this is probably the perfect play for them. And uh, I like uh, they incorporated really a lot of of past MCU stuff into this. So they they really they moved forward nicely while really making it feel like part of that continued universe. Cause even though we're really in a new phase now, I'm really impressed with how Marvel has handled everything that happened in infinity war and Endgame. Cause I feel like it could have been really easy for them to be like, great. That's the end of it. Even though this is a continued universe, we're really just, it's all in the past now, but it doesn't feel like that. What we're, what I'm feeling is that all the ramifications of what happened, especially of course, with the snap, uh, and then what we see in Endgame, like the world is having a tough time picking that up. Like it's it's made these feel like real world issues in a superhero movie. Uh, so I think that it's super impressive that they've continuously gone back to it. Whereas, like I said, I was worried it was just going to be in the rear view mirror and they weren't going to really touch on it again.
1: And it's perfect that they're doing that with these these shows because they're giving us all of this time. I mean, think about these shows compared to a movie. We're talking like what like six hours of content in this show compared to a two and a half hour movie. So. Throughout all of these shows they're giving us a lot of time to sit with this post-endgame world. We're seeing so much of it so much more of it than we would have if they would have done a film like this, right? If Falcon and the Winter Soldier would have been a film and they would have dealt with the the you know the snap and the stuff like that, you wouldn't have gotten nearly as much of that like day-to-day like all right this is where the world is at now so i'm glad like you said they're 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 not skipping over that stuff it's almost like they're using these shows to bridge the gap between all right endgame was a big deal that they had some world changing ramifications some universe changing ramifications let's let's slow down and deal with that for a little while
0: what a beautiful thing too that obviously we you know we'd agree that bringing back half of the universe's population is a good thing you know right however Past that, it's nice to see that it wasn't just like, "All right, la di da, we're going back to our 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 lives." No, this is forever changing the world. And because of the five year gap, man, think about all the real world issues that that would cause. Again, yeah. nothing takes the place of getting those loved ones back. We we agree there, the human human lives and all living lives. But I love that all of it is really.
1: It just feels kind of real even. Though, yeah, I mean, gosh, it, goes, that never it goes without saying that. If that happened, half the population comes back. There's going to be some logistical issues we have to figure out. Like, I mean, it's not, yes. you know, it's not as simple as right. snap back, you know, pun intended. It's not.
0: <laughs> and, and they could have skimped on that and they could have not gone that path. And even if Endgame just stopped there with this story, I think we all would have been like, okay, great. That's, you know, it's awesome. They saved the day. Great. No, the, the Avengers did that. Here we are. Yeah. Here's what's going on. There's some messed up stuff, and it's happening to some of our better superheroes.
1: And I, I will, I will hop on. I'll hop on one of my gripes with the show. There is that. Man, I really wanted to love Carly and the Flag Smashers. uh, Their their justification for doing what they were doing, because in a nutshell, this that's what we're talking about. Like they're fighting for people who are being displaced by all whatever's going on. The government is trying to just you know say, hey, we let you live here. Yeah, five years go by, now you can't anymore, right? So they've got a they've got a righteous goal, and you want to get behind that. They just don't give us enough enough development. They don't give us enough logistics behind. Like all right not logistics is the right word. they just don't give us enough to to care because i wanted to and i wanted to i wanted to feel almost like um almost like Thanos, which is way extreme but like being able to see his side of it right like you can see oh my god like he's trying to save some people obviously ridiculously twisted probably the wrong way to go about it but in his eyes, his intentions are good, and some people, were, you know, Team Thanos, Thanos was right, stuff like that. I wanted to, I wanted to empathize a little bit more with the villain and the the big bad in this in this season in this in this series, but it just wasn't enough there for me to do it. And that's one of my that's one of my takeaways. Like, man, you could have could have done this a little better.
0: Yeah, I I didn't think she was totally likable. Um, it's tough to, it's it's a tough thing to write in a character like that to want to to get behind a villain or at least you know give them those. Um, I don't even know, uh, justification maybe justification, uh, for what they're doing. Empathy. I mean, she just. I didn't get there at all with her. I just was kind of like, okay, you need to go. You're not doing this the right way, which I guess makes you only further stand behind uh, a guy like Sam, right? Yeah. So in, in one sense it works, in another it doesn't.
1: Yeah, I, I think I do disagree a little bit because I think she is the reason I wanted it to work because I really did like her character and I, and I like the way she portrayed it. I think she, I forget her name, she was in uh, Rogue One. I think she's a great actress and I, just, I love the character. And a big Hold fan. What was that uh, she was in solo oh yeah not gotcha i'm getting the, i'm getting the spinoffs confused my bad
0: i can't remember uh, her name in that either uh but del knew right away when i mentioned it and i was like jesus
1: i should Infis ness I, I know i know her, i know her name in that but not a real life name sorry about that um but yeah i thought no, her no. character was awesome i just couldn't get behind her cause i wanted to that that was part of the reason i wanted her cause to hit home with me because i like the character so much and i like the actress but you know whatever it didn't work
0: yeah I I guess I can uh, get behind that a little bit. Um, There's one point in the final episode where I I don't even remember what she said she was gonna do. Uh, she maybe she was she's just talking to her like her three or four main associates there, and she says something kind of brutal. Um, and it makes them all like go, like they stop for a second, and then she says her thing. You know, uh, one people, one world, and, and they mean, were just they like, like right, right, like. <laughs> That that was that was a nice little uh, moment. I thought there's a lot I want to get to in regarding the final episode. As we get on to more in this episode here, but if we so we we made this a theme in the MCU reviewed with all the movies. Here we're not going to really rank the shows or episodes or anything like that. But I I still want to carry over some of those themes, Um, John. If you had like a favorite non-title character, so we're saying not a Bucky, not a Sam. Who maybe um, is to your liking? Anyone hit it out of the ballpark Ooh. for you was more memorable. Uh, I I do have an answer. If you, you go first, a second. yeah, go ahead. Okay, Zemo. So I didn't know that I wanted more time with him. <laughs> I uh, you know his character was I thought great in in Captain America Civil War. Yeah. And when I heard that he was coming back here, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I that's a nice thread, right? That's he's connected to the Captain America series, so it makes sense. But to see how he was used, I thought was just absolutely awesome. Uh, His his, forget the name of his actor too. I know I'm bad at this, but he really nailed it. And I love that he didn't come off as like another Loki who was always, like if Loki were in this role, let's say they rescue him from prison. Loki's always trying to escape, right? Like he's always trying to screw him over. I don't know that Zemo is totally there. There's like an odd sense of honor with Zemo. Oh yeah. Like, he's, he's staying with them. For, you questioned it from time to time. You feel like he could just jet off. And he did it, at one point. <laughs> right. He, he did. But, like, not to the degree that I feel like a, a Loki would be Where It was relentless and just ridiculous. Here, it was, like, it, it was fine. Like, uh, the, uh, the one scene when uh, U.S. agent uh, basically handcuffs him. <laughs> and he uh, basically says, overkill, but I get it. Yeah. That, like, that's kind of funny. Uh, one scene I really, really liked with him. Is when he sends Sam and Bucky to go find the information. Basically, they're all trying to get this information or this intel. And what he does is he goes and talks to the kids. Yep. He what, like he's just brilliant, right? Like he he knows that Sam and Bucky are going to go try to figure this out in a way that's probably more difficult than it needs to be. But what he does is he's got candy, candy. Right. A little, a
1: little creepy, but yeah,
0: effective. He's got this, this candy. <laughs> so, but. What makes it uh, very like hit hit home for me is that when he gives it at the end, he says this was my son's favorite. So you understand at that point, he, okay? There's a reason he's got this. Like at first, it's like okay, you got candy, a little bizarre. But at the end there, when he's getting that intel from the kids, he's he's talking about how good it is, and he says this was my son's favorite, and you're like, oh man, yeah. you know that that kind of hits you there. So justification, I guess. But I, I love the way he interacted with Sam and Bucky. And I thought that it was a really, really good addition to the show. And and to sum it up, like I said, he's someone that I didn't know I wanted to visit more of.
1: For sure. I think Zima was awesome. Uh, Everything you said, I completely agree with. What a what a great way to use a villain like that, who is like intrinsically tied to the story. It almost it almost makes you wonder if after uh, Civil War, like there was other plans for this, like if maybe it wasn't going to be a movie or maybe it wasn't going to be a series, but maybe Cap Four was going to bring Zemo back because there was there's just so much there, and uh, they did a great job with it. And that actor again, don't know his name, but awesome, killed it. For me, I think it's very obvious. I just pulled, I couldn't couldn't come up with one. I don't know how this slipped my mind, but John Walker, man, I thought. They did an absolutely perfect job. Like this is, he was right out of the gate. So perfectly hateable. I mean, he had your sense of respect because he was just there to do his job. Uh, of course, this guy at the top of the U S military has offered the role of captain America. Of course, he's going to say yes. So you kind of empathize, but at the same time, you're like, man, I don't want you like, don't, don't ever you're with Sam and you're with Bucky. Don't fill this role. I mean, if, if, if Sam's going to retire the shield, keep you retired, super scummy of the, of the U S government to do that. like, don't do this, and then they 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 hype him up. They they give him those like overly animated characteristics. He he does a great job of making you hate him, and, and I don't know. Oh, I was gonna go down a path that I'm gonna save for later, but I I just thought John Walker was perfect. I thought the in my in my eyes that is the tightest storyline, and that is the best arc in this show is John Walker, uh, going from glossy-eyed Captain America. Uh, with a little bit of a dark past, talking about some of the stuff he got to receive his medals, medals of honor, but they're there to do the job. Uh, to to the guy who's completely overwhelmed and out of his league, and he he's he swoops down to take the super serum to the guy who is murdering some random grunt for for the death of his best friend which wasn't even caused by said random grunt um to then you know villain with a little bit of redemption at the end which i thought was i've I've seen some people say that it wasn't earned to me to me john's character never went fully dark i mean he made some mistakes and yes he just got that serum and he was hyped up and he killed somebody but you know we've seen the avengers kill some people in their time you know so it wasn't he, he never made that full terrible guy turn because even when he showed up at the end he showed up to to capture and defeat carly right he wasn't there to to kill sam or to kill bucky he was there to to, to finish his job so i really like what they did with john i thought the, the the casting was perfect it was well well executed that's like my favorite arc in this show is is john walker the the u.s agent
0: i i totally agree with a lot of that actually uh i think at first, I kind of rolled my eyes when he was introduced, or maybe the second episode, because I was like, oh my gosh, can we be any more obvious? Like, we're supposed to hate this guy. I get it. Great. But then, like, I found sympathy or empathy, I guess, depending on how you look at it, throughout, because it was like these ridiculous expectations. How do you turn that down in a way? Like, to get that role, it's not like he technically did anything wrong. Um, I like that he had that dark side, but he it almost proved towards the end that deep down, he really wasn't a bad guy. He is a good guy because of, you know, I assumed he was just going to be there with some ulterior motive and kind of like turn the gun, uh, yeah. so to speak on, on Bucky and Sam, but he did not He, he was a very human character to me. And even uh, at the very end, when he get, he becomes officially U.S. agent, as I've referenced him, uh, all he does is share a moment with his wife and he goes, I'm back. And yeah. it, it was just nice. Like yeah, I, I rooted for that. So, um, I'm happy that's the way it went because I thought at first, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're just going to try to make me hate this guy more and more, but they didn't really full, they didn't go full blown with it.
1: Yeah. And even in that final moment, that final scene, like you're referencing, it was still like, yes, it was celebratory and he was happy, but it's still as the viewer, it's a little tragic because like, man, you're not back. You still killed a guy in cold blood on, on national television. And like, that's still there and you've still made some bad choices. So buddy, you're not back, but I'm glad you're trying. So, and I love that, that moment. Like, it, like they, it was, it was so well lit. Like it was supposed to be this happy moment, but it just came off of this like terrible, terrible situation. So yeah, I just think his character was so well done.
0: What another real world situation. I think I want to get too deep into that, but like that everybody is standing around with cell phones. When oh yeah. happens, Right. Like, I mean...
1: It's so cool to see that explored. It, we don't really see that much, you know?
0: No, it, it that is, I say, realistic. You know, obviously superheroes are not totally realistic, but uh, that was like a, another real moment to me that it was like, man, you not only got to watch what you do, but you better be really careful nowadays. You really got to make sure you're doing the right thing at all times. And if you have that slip up, someone's going to be there to, to make sure it's there. So you really gotta make sure. And I, I don't know if that was eye-opening for him at all. Cause he, at that point he was, he, that's where I thought he was going full blown, right? Like, cause it just, it, it was an ugly turn. It was a really, really bad, dark moment. Um, but I, I do think there was a bit of redemption as, as you said, whereas I know some people will disagree with that. But, hey, that's cool too. Yep. Um, so real quick, before I forget Julia Louis-Dreyfus, if you've listened to the Geekiverse for a long time, huge Seinfeld fan. Uh, I totally forgot that she was involved in this. Uh, And to the degree that she was, it was great. You know, just these little moments here and there in the final episodes, but... My gosh, I'm sitting there just nerding out because I'm like, Elaine Bennis, oh my gosh, you're in Marvel now. This is wonderful.
1: Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I did think her, I don't know anything about her character. I i was never just like you, big into the comics. So anytime a new comic character gets introduced, I'm excited to see other people excited and to learn about that background, like, you know, through YouTube videos and to, to get excited about the future appearances. I did think her character was a little ham-fisted. I, I think I thought she was a, a little much. I uh, none of like I appreciated her reasoning and, and what she was there to do, but like and I don't think it, I'm sure it was the direction and the way it's supposed to be. But to me, it didn't land. It was just a little much.
0: I it had not like Seinfeld. I don't think I would have liked it as much. So there's a natural.
1: Uh bias there <laughs>
0: a tolerance yeah yeah Of yeah, bias for sure because i'm just like oh my gosh i've watched every seinfeld episode like 25 times Yeah, and
1: I, and I certainly don't think it's bad i know it's there and i know that you know bringing bringing a comic character is always a good thing and i know that's going to pay off in the future so i'm excited about that
0: like i'll be extra excited when john krasinski shows up in fantastic four at some oh, point oh man <laughs> oh man i want that so bad yeah um what about so a cool little moment? I just uh going through some of my notes here, uh, that we worked Wakanda into this,
1: yeah. There's yeah. there
0: some obvious ties not just in the MCU but in Civil War, but to uh to Bucky,
1: it makes a lot so of sense, that's, uh, that's nice. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's it's almost like I can't believe I didn't expect it when that when that first happened and that there's a the first uh Wakanda appearance. I'm like, oh my god, it's that. I'm like, Oh, obviously, like he spent a lot of his time there. And, you know, that's where he kind of became himself again. And I love that flashback where they show us uh, him him working there and like him actually breaking whatever is going on with his mind uh, and actually getting out of that Winter Soldier. What incredible acting from Sebastian Stan. Like that was that was so good. I
0: have goosebumps right now. That is one of my favorite sequences in this whole series. It was just so beautiful, man. I don't care. I'm going to say real world again. You see someone break that addiction, that illness, whatever it is that's going on, that hold on you. Uh it was such a beautiful thing for him to know that he was free of it and to see the emotional weight and gravity just l- kind of lifted off his shoulders there. Just so, so awesome. Um man, Sebastian really knocked it out of the park, I think, in, in all the series, as uh, as did Anthony Mackey there. Um it is Sam. Yeah. Which you know we'll probably get into a little bit more here. Uh just just man some incredible moments to tie into that moment real quick while i'm thinking about it the the very end of the series just about when uh when bucky goes back to apologize uh uh, to the older gentleman basically to tell him what happened that he he had killed his son um we i assume him walking out that the gentleman kind of of course we we saw the emotions start flying basically probably told him get out i don't want to be your friend anymore but you know what he did the right thing And he, he had to face kind of the consequences of not having that friendship anymore, because I think it it was something that stemmed from guilt at first where he wanted to take care of this guy. Like, Hey, I, I I did, I did something really wrong and I want to take care of him, even though he doesn't know what happened to ultimately doing the right thing at the end. So I I just another amazing, amazing emotional moment uh, captured by Sebastian there.
1: For sure, I, I will say that I wanted to see that scene. I really like. As, as we, so we were going into it; you knew it was coming. He's walking down the uh, the apartment hallway, and I'm like, "Man, as much as I don't want to see that, like I'm ready for it. Let's do it." I wish they showed us more. I wish they showed us the conversation and him getting tossed out of the apartment, and like, obviously, rightfully so from that from that gentleman's perspective. Like, I wish we got that, but it, it was still it was still a good beat, and it just ties back to I mean, what Sam talked to him when they were you know when they were at uh, his sister's house, and they're throwing around the, the the shield, and Sam tells him. Do the work, man. Like you have to, you have to actually do the work. And That's what he did.
0: Captain America, then, t- like telling the truth and, and coming back to do that uh, to like kind of cleanse your, I guess, your guilt. Almost like I, I think of when uh, Steve eventually admitted to to Tony Stark that he knew about his parents' situation with Bucky and didn't. Tell him all this time. Like what what a moment that was. So I think that there was such a nice influence uh that carried on in not just Sam, but also in Bucky in, in all of this. Uh where they kind of carried on that spirit that was set forth by Chris Evans' character. The um last note I want to touch on before we we dive into a little bit more of of Sam here is uh what do we think of Sharon Carter in hmm. all of this?
1: There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> I will say that uh, I'm interested. Of course, I'm interested. I, I liked Sharon Carter in the previous the previous film she was in. Was it just Civil War, or was it Winter Soldier and Civil War she was in? Right. So I, I was I was always a big fan of her character and the, and the way the way her. Uh, path was going and everything like that but i just it, it didn't it didn't do too much for me here uh, obviously they needed a little bit she she served a, a story purpose here for a couple of reasons like they had to get that in they had to figure out a little bit about the the, the super serum i thought it was pretty obvious that she was going to end up being the power broker uh once they kind of introduced the um what's the, what was the name of that city uh i forget, mm, yeah, what, I forget whatever, too. whatever city i'm sure people in the comments will blow us up for not knowing that but um like, I thought that vibe was like pretty apparent. She had all this power. She was working for all these people, and she was like, you know, I thought they they painted that in a, a pretty obvious light. So that 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 twist didn't didn't land for me. And then you know the the predictability of her you know being um, let go of all of her chargers and you know still being a bad guy and selling the weapons and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, I, it was it was very obvious, and I'm not fully in on that until I see where it goes. Didn't necessarily enjoy it here, but I trust that it's going to pay off in, in future films at least.
0: I'll say this. I actually was very caught off guard. And I don't know what went over my head or what I missed that she was, uh, the, the power broker. So all of that was like, I just did not see that coming, uh, admittedly. And that, that was one of the biggest surprises for me in the MCU, at least from my perspective in a long time, what was not obvious or what was obvious, I should say is at the end when she's being pardoned. And I'm like, like, here we go. Yeah. There's you don't a character sh- I didn't want to get there on. I know. And- like think about that too like uh peggy carter so her aunt is this widely respected legend right like she she paves the way for for so much there so much good um and the the family name is it just means so much and they kind of admit that here so when they bring her back and pardon her it's it's like oh gosh you've taken one of the best of us in, in the carter family that is and twisted them against you know, they—they they, you've basically brought them down. Rightfully so, by the way. Yeah, uh, it's just it's I did not see that originally playing out that way. I thought maybe originally, eventually we get to the end and she gets pardoned and she comes back and kind of rejoins the team, if you will, back in the, in the States. <laughs> Uh, I did not see that. So I, I, that, that was a little bit uh, out of left field for me. Kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, interesting. Uh, it's, a, it's one of those things where like, I, I didn't necessarily enjoy it while I was watching it. It was just fine. It was kind of just filler to me. Uh, she was serving a plot purpose, bringing back a, you know a familiar character. But again, I trust that it's going to pay off well in the future.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, uh, do we want to talk about Sam? We haven't yeah. really too much talked about him.
1: Yeah, I mean, Sam is obviously the, even though this is Falcon and the Winter Soldier, this is very clearly Sam's show. Uh, obviously, Bucky's there and they're, they're they're sharing plenty of screen time and he's got, uh, Bucky's got a great arc. But th- this show is about Sam and, and what it's like for a black man to be handed the Captain America shield and how he handles that. And the story of Isaiah, Isaiah Bradley was his name, right? The, in and what he learns about Isaiah and what uh, a black super soldier who did exist and what he went through and even after knowing that, how do you make that decision? Um, th- they they handled it. It's a it's a tough topic. It's something that's very real in our in our society. And I thought they did a great job. I mean, I'm not certainly the the, the person to sit here and, and dive into whether or not it was you know as accurate as it could have been or did they go f- too far or not far enough. But I, I, I will say that I, I I thought they did a good job. I thought that is. Uh, that his speech at the end, when when uh when he's when that final fight when he's flying around throwing the shield, some of the coolest choreography we've seen in the MCU. Uh, and and that guy from from Maryland says it's Black Falcon, and that kid says no, that's Captain America. That was the same moment that I got in Spider-Man Miles Morales where. Where he's he's you know getting his butt whooped in Brooklyn or in Harlem, and someone says like oh that's the that's the kid Spider-Man, and someone goes no that's our Spider-Man. Like that's the same moment they hit it so well there. Um, just that that whole final episode for Sam, his arc came to came to completion like very very well, and I'm so excited to see what Captain America four looks like with Sam Wilson.
0: Man, this is. What we got in episode six here is everything I hoped that we would see when we saw the shield passed on to him uh, at the end of Endgame. Like, uh, you know, he's getting the buck. He is Captain America at that point. It was interesting to see them kind of take it back and then make that a a constant theme into him evolving into it as opposed to just taking that shield kind of scot-free. I thought they did a nice job with that. Uh, Sam Wilson, man, that is leadership right there. I tell you, uh, that that speech went maybe
1: just a, a tad long. I would say, if I'm being nitpicky, for me, for me, it's just a little bit too much exposition. Like it was just a lot. Uh, I mean, like the information lot. we needed all that information, but it felt a little too convenient that like. You just happen to have two of the most important like senators in front of you, and like you're going to get your message across. And and I've seen people even rebuttal that and say like, no, this is his time to do it. I mean, they're out, they're out in the middle of like this is public. The like we we referenced before, the world is watching. Phones are everywhere. This is when he is going to say that. You're not going to stand up in Congress or you know in front of a government and say that kind of stuff because you have no bearing there. This is where you do get that message across. So I, I get that aspect too, but I do agree that was like very like very uh, obvious that all right it's time for it's time to get the message across
0: yeah um i i so in the the mcu reviewed episodes we always talk about that moment that like what is that moment for you where you're just you get chills i could list any number of them i, I referenced the few emotional uh sequences with with bucky uh or maybe some of the other moments we saw with walker however for me i gotta say it's early on in episode six and, and him flying in in that new uh, captain america suit he's got he is the Falcon. He didn't forget his roots, right? Yeah. But he's also got that shield, and that was damn cool, seeing him fly right into that building. Um, also, with I'm big on the, the musical scores with all of this, as, as you've known if you've watched these episodes. Uh, you get the Captain America theme, but it is just slightly different. It is not the same exact one that we hear for Steve Rogers. It is kind of... Um, updated to to be sam's this is sam's captain america theme so i i can't wait to hear that again when we get to captain america 4 or even a sequel series here whatever that may be that was my moment and that was just a beautiful thing yeah Uh, anthony mackie did just wonders throughout this for me
1: I think that is very much the moment I think that like that's what we've been waiting for that's what the whole show was building up to I mean they gave us the, the tease of all teases in episode five they introduced that that briefcase and we all knew what was in it and we all expected to have a cliffhanger at the end of the episode and you know be shown it and can't wait to see what it looks like with him on it nope they didn't even show it to us they're like alright you're waiting a whole week you know what's in there we don't have to say it we're going to show you next week uh, and, they, and they did that and I feel like that was very much of their moment and I, and I agree that is the moment uh, but I got to pick a different one so for me I'm going to go with uh i think episode five because this would be when when uh bucky shows up with the suitcase um just them working on the boat together when when there's a lull and uh you know they're they're out of commission and they're not you know they're not currently working the case the government it's in their hands now and sam's had him back and he's you know he's on a mission to to make rights with his family and bucky shows up and you just get that awesome like there was plenty of that throughout the series, and they did a great job. But like this was their relationship, like personified in in one episode. They did such a good job. I mean, the the jokes with with Bucky flirting with uh, with Sam's sister. Uh, I mean, it was so funny. And like the times where like he showed off his strength and used his arm. The other times where he didn't use his arm and said, "I'm I'm right handed, man. Sorry." Like I don't <laughs> think I don't think they used that one. I'm just it was just so perfect. I thought. Honestly, that's my favorite episode is Is, is episode five where, where they had, because there was a little bit of action to begin with. They, I think that's where they like conv- confronted Carly together and there there was a lot going on, but the, just that like 30 minute sequence of them hanging out at, at Sam's, you know, family boathouse and just working on that boat and, and making things right there. That, that was like, that's what the show, that's the impression that is left with me from this show.
0: Oh, I love all that. That's a, that's a great analysis. I feel the same way. I think episode five is my episode. If I had to pick one, um, I think to further your point, John, you mentioned that we maybe wouldn't have gotten a lot of this, or we definitely wouldn't have gotten a lot of this if we did a movie, right? Cause you're talking probably two, two and a half hours. Uh, there's a lot that we can't get to because we don't have the the time to take that time. And here, you know, maybe we don't get that sequence or maybe we just get like a quick flash of them working together. But I love those lulls. I just like, that is why Disney plus is going to be a beautiful thing for the MCU because there's no parameters that they have to fit into.
1: For sure. In a movie that is a montage that is a almost probably upbeat song. And that is like 30 to 40 seconds of that. And it gets a similar point across, but being able to, to spend that time and really be there for, you know, maybe 30 minutes is, is more than it was, but it felt like it at least it was, it was really well done. Yeah.
0: Um, the, the sister thing was absolutely hysterical.
1: Yeah, it was good. Um,
0: I love Bucky waking up and the nephews having played with the shields. Oh yeah. Um, That was great. There was oh selfishly. So this might be a little bit funny when they go to visit uh, early on in the series, the the bank to try to get a loan. (laughs) Like most people are going to be like, okay, this is ridiculous as a banker. Like I can only imagine the struggles that banks would have to go through to figure out things for people who were not there for five years. That's like a crazy funny problem to me. Yeah. It's not funny, but it it is cuz like
1: What would you do? <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: You can't just be like, "Oh, you you know, I trust you or I in good faith I do this." Like we there's such strict regulations on banks. They're governed so tightly the guy was not out of place at all to be like I can't help you. That's exactly what would happen to anybody that came in. So that was totally realistic. Had something happened where someone disappeared for 5 years, didn't have that history and then came back. It's it's as if that person didn't work for 5 years. So it it's a little bit funny if you work in banking, know anyone like that. Um and and that's that's just kind of what I thought with that. Um I, I, it's a little bit funny too that the the banker was like asking for selfies and stuff i was like okay come on dude let's yeah. let's get on with the program here
1: i that was a great scene because like at first he, he asked for the selfie and you're like oh man like that cool sam's gonna use his, his superhero fa- uh, fame to to get this to go in his favor and then like it yeah. awkwardly starts to go the other way and you're like man this world is like very different There there's problems in this world right? and it just goes back to the the logistics like what do you do if trillions of millions of people come back out of nowhere is just that's the that's the day to day life stuff that's like super interesting to spend time with.
0: Totally. What do you do? Hopefully, again, we never get there. My gosh. We yeah. Do. Um, so I, I also love. Um, I think it was episode six. Now I don't think I'm talking about episode five. Just everyone getting to to together in in Sam's hometown. Was that a thing? Or maybe uh, maybe that was. Fun.
1: Well, there I think there's two instances of that. That that happens after the big fight and everything like that in six after he is captain America, he's like there and he's like taking pictures and stuff like that. There's like a small little, right. That happens. Yeah. So
0: that's what I'm referencing. Um, and Bucky's hanging out a little bit, like kids are hanging off of his arm, all that stuff where they're just, uh, everyday people for, for a minute, even though they're celebrities. Um, like there, there's a good, good balance there. I, I love those smaller moments in this as well as the epic ones. um, I also liked when Sam was in episode five, I believe, practicing with the shield. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bouncing it off the trees, trying to figure out, as we all know, the crazy, ridiculous physics of that thing, right? Like, they've referenced it a number of times. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Uh, But him trying to figure that out was pretty awesome because he could have just picked it up and been amazing at it, which none of us would have questioned. But at the same time, like, to see that he had to work to figure it out you know he's got this new shield how does it work in battle that was kind of cool
1: yeah i mean like he literally just got done telling bucky to do the work (laughs) so they it it was it was a good mo it was a good little you know dichotomy there where bucky goes off and he does his work to you know rectify a lot of his past relationships and people he's wronged and all right sam's got some work to do too he's 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 accepted it. he's going to take the mantle of captain america he's going to walk out there with the shield i better learn how to use this thing and that was a lot of fun (laughs)
0: that's for sure um uh, there was something else that came to mind that I wanted to mention. Um, uh, there were a, a number of callbacks as we mentioned. One small one uh, was was the nice thing in the car, right? Like we know that was going to be a, a funny thing. Where in Civil War, yes, are, are you going to move up your seat? And he goes, No, nope. They, they might as well have just been like, Here it is, here's the moment, everybody, and put it on a platter. Like it was so obvious and in your face, but I, they didn't make it any any less to me. It was it's, perfect. I still love that. Yep, give me the fan service. I'm I'm here for that. Uh, I think that's kind of everything that I I had at least on my my notes. Is there anything you wanted to talk about here that I missed?
1: No, I I think we covered it all. I mean, what what a great time! We're two we're two Disney Plus MCU shows in now, and it just it feels so great. Uh, they've I I would say they've knocked it out of the ballpark both times. I mean, certainly there's things that could have been better. We we talked about a lot of that, but man, we're getting we're getting six weeks or eight weeks, however you break it down, of MCU content every Friday, and it it's just so cool. I love it.
0: Yeah, I'm here for it for sure. Uh, the nice thing is we don't have too long to go. We got a little over a month break until we get to Loki, uh, which, man, it's gonna be wild. I can't I can't believe that we're getting a, a series with Tom Hiddleston here.
1: Like, yeah. I just I can't believe it. It's so perfect because we just got the we got we got Wandavision. We got the Hex, the weirdest of the weird, the the most out there thing that the MCU has ever done. And then we got a very almost traditional, like action-packed Captain America story that we expect from the Captain America movies. And now we're kind of getting something that's probably going to fall a little bit in the middle. You get you're going to get some weirdness and some alternate timeline stuff, with and some plenty of comedy with Tom Hiddleston. But it's also going to yeah. be a, you know a relatively serious MCU thing. So it's going to be it's going to be great. I can't wait to get into that one.
0: I like that Owen Wilson is a, uh, looks like to be a prominent <laughs> part in this. I, I think that's fun. Like that's outside the box a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be great. A very interesting premise that there is a basically, if you will, an organization that has to to keep the time continuum. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's really funny and really awesome. And they even reference him as a variant, right? Yeah. So, because, right, that's a variant of Loki, but uh, they almost imply that he believes he is the Loki, like the true Loki, if you will. So I can't wait to see how all that plays out. And just, we even see like four or five different. Worlds or environments that just seem totally out of place. I can't wait to see Tom Hiddleston run with this thing. Uh, do we know if uh, if that's six episodes? I don't. Offhand?
1: I don't know. It uh, very well could be out there, but I'm not sure.
0: Well, uh, you can. Bet we'll do a, a wrap up series uh, from the Geekiverse when that uh, is finished as well. I, I would imagine some point towards the end of July for that. Uh, but stay tuned here if you, you like the MCU discussion we've had today. You can check out our episode on WandaVision that we filmed uh, a few weeks back. Uh, Me, John, and JT, who's the newest member of the Geekiverse here. And uh, we're going to have some more content coming up shortly. But, uh, John, we'll we'll wrap things up. I had had one last question. I I know we answered it early in the show, but we'll just circle back again. Uh, WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier?
1: I go I go Wandavision. Uh, I think I, I I use a service called Letterboxd if you're not familiar with it. It's like a little app that you can rate and review movies and, and series on it. I think I gave Wandavision four and a half stars and I think I gave Falcon and Winter Soldier three and a half stars. so I I, I did think WandaVision was just like a step up. It was just more at my alley. I'm just I'm I'm glad they, they did that risky stuff and I, I cared a little bit more about those characters. Had had a heck of a time with the show, but it just, you know, I give the edge to, to Wandavision.
0: Uh, to nobody's surprise, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> um, WandaVision, I like uh, the chances it took just the the total out there very, by by a long shot, the most unique thing in the MCU. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is safer. That doesn't necessarily mean it's worse off for being safe, but it's more of what I loved in a lot of those uh, the Captain America movies with the action and the underlying serious tones and the themes that are going on. Plus, we we love the kind of the the buddy cop dynamic between Sam and Bucky. So always good to see where that is. Can't wait to see what Captain America 4 looks like. Sam Wilson is our Captain America. Very exciting stuff. Um, before we wrap up here again, I said this last time, uh, John, why don't you tell uh, the viewers or the listeners uh, a little bit about your shirt there?
1: Oh yeah. So this, uh, this shirt is, uh a 26 shirts fantastic special so this is uh our our good friend del reed runs a a tight ship over there at 26 shirts uh they do awesome work printing t-shirts and and every every t-shirt run they do is is dedicated to to raise money for a specific cause uh they just crossed what threshold josiah i believe they just went over 1.1 million so awesome! They're doing—they're doing great work out there. Uh, a lot of their 26 shirt stuff are, are going to be Buffalo themed and sports related, but they also have a little spin-off called Fantastic, where they do more like nerdy and pop culture stuff. So this is a great—a uh, great cross between uh, WandaVision Division and The Office. So that, that's a lot of fun. Uh, so we love Dell. Can't wait to get him back on here, and their shirts are amazing.
0: Yeah, we definitely can't wait to see Dell again. We're excited to see JT again on the show. Uh, we'll get into some—some uh, some friendly discussion there uh john where can people find you on social media if they want to converse about the geekiverse the mcu and anything video games
1: yeah lots of video game stuff going on a lot lot of fun stuff coming up soon uh i'm over on uh, twitter instagram all the socials at disruptoid follow me there let's talk about uh, video games and all the like good stuff i'm at josiah D. Leroy.
0: same as john thank you so much for tuning in now you can listen to the podcast uh, wherever you download podcasts or watch the episode at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse, or visit our website at thegeekiverse.com. Again, for John, I'm Josiah. We appreciate you joining us for this this journey here. Well, uh, we'll see you for the next episode. Have a good one.